So, welcome to everyone listening and watching to another episode of Last on the Breaks. As you can see, if you're watching, and as you'll hear in a second if you're listening, we have the big boss this week, Carmelo Espaleta, CEO of Dorna, and of course, paddock legend as well. We were saying king of the paddock, but that should be reserved for the world sure. champion. So, <laughs> But we thought this was a good opportunity to speak to you, as yesterday we published the 2024 provisional calendar. Lots to talk about from Dorna's side, from your kind of opinion. And we also want to get to know you a little bit more. Since I think maybe people don't know you, they think, you know, you just come here, you say hello, and but you have such a huge history of being in love with motorsport. So the calendar, we will start there. Well, no, first of all, hello. How are you? Are you okay? <laughs> very, very well, thank you. Good. Um, so, yeah, the calendar yesterday. Tell us your thoughts. It's a pretty exciting season, looks like. 22 races, lots to look forward to. Well, this is, uh, as always, every year the, the, the calendar is, is the most difficult or one of the most difficult duties we have during the, during the season. Because, it's, you know, we need to consolidate many things in one side is to, to have uh, as much time of the, of the year covered by, by the races of MotoGP. Then we want to be in, in all the homes as much time as we can, but uh, obviously we need sometimes in the, between the seasons to prepare the new bikes or something like that, also for make the test. Then the first thing is to, to try to allocate the, 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 the best data from March to, to, to November. You know, when, when we are starting 1992, we have 13 races, and now we have yeah. 22. This is because uh, during, during all this time, our aim has been to try to grow as much as we can in front of the, to, to uh, attract new spectators, new regions, new areas. In the beginning, bef before us we arrived, the championship was just European. Then the first step was to go to Japan and then Australia, then States. Then we start to be in, in just in, in Malaysia, in Asia, something in South America. But right now, for us, it's important to cover. We cover all, all around the world except Africa. Africa, it's not possible today because it's not any circuit homologate. And for us, as everybody knows, the safety is one of the most important issues. Then we cannot race in circuits who are not safe, and it's not any circuit safe in Africa right now for the for the performance of the MotoGP. Then to do the calendar is first to try to locate the calendar in the best time everywhere. That means in the weather conditions and something like that. Then second, try to don't conflict with um, Formula One, which is, has been from, from the beginning our, our idea and we try to do Obviously, with 24 races in Formula One and 22 on us, it's difficult, don't conflict them, but we allocate to be in different, different continents or whatever to try to don't conflict at least during the same uh, time of the day. Third thing is to try to don't be in conflict with any of the national events, uh, international events important uh, to, for, for, for the, the day of the race in, in that place. And third, when they are Olympics or, or uh, World Championship of Football or all the things, we, then all of this together plus... It's a lot of things, eh? Yes, plus <laughs> to have one, one, one gap in the middle of the summer which is necessary and we want to do it like that, is give, giving to us this, this calendar. We try to do the maximum we can, the experience of the years before is very important. And finally, we, we reach a calendar who are, honestly, we are happy with that. And it looks, it's more balanced as well. This season, 
with Le Mans we had a bit of a break and then another break and then we've got a longer stint but next year we've got 11 and 11 that was like a goal right for 2024 yes yes it is important to now we have 11 races in Europe 11 outside Europe and we have uh, 11 11 11 before and 11 <laughs> after that means it's 11 is, is it's it's important number for next year <laughs> number, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly and then obviously it's a little bit different next year. We start in Qatar, as we have done for a long time now, but this season we have to be patient to return as they do a lot of work to the facilities and the track. But next year we start in Qatar, then Portugal, then to the Americas. It's all, again, regionalized, isn't it? To make it as efficient as it can be when we're moving everyone and everything around the world. E efficient and sustainable, that means uh we, we are transporting a lot of kilos all around the world and made the trips trying to make less kilometers than is possible. It's very, it's, it's very important. That means uh, we, we consider also that because it's, it's not just for cost, it's for sustainability and to make the planet better. And obviously, like you said, when you, Dorna started, there was 13 events. In the first season ever, there were six, I believe all in Europe, like you said. Next year's the 75th anniversary as well of the championship. How amazing is it for you looking at that and the difference from when you first arrived here in the early 90s and now looking at truly a global calendar in 22 races? Well, this is always a challenge, you know. Since, <laughs> since the beginning, since we started in 1992 together, with IRTA and the FIM and later with SMSA, uh, MSMI, uh, we, we try to, to consolidate uh, a, a calendar which is uh, really good for, for, for the industry also. That means we have a big presence now in Asia. Asia is the country, uh, is the, the region of the world where the motorbikes are more developed than right now and we think it's very important to be in six countries in, in Asia uh, to try to develop that. Also, we are in South America. Our idea is to continue like that and if one day is possible, go to Africa also. Then it's every continent or every inhabited continent, right, I think is the... Well, like we said then, Asia, huge market for the sport. And we just arrived here in Japan, which is obviously home of Yamaha, Honda as well, and plenty of other manufacturers who've played their role in the sport. But we just arrived from India and a very history-making first event there. How important is it to bring the sport to these new places? Like we went to Lombok for the first time last year. That's a real focus, like you said, right, as well, for the factories as well as the fans and not just you know, oh, we like this track, we'll go there. There's a lot of reasons why, why we go where it, we it go. It's, it's everything. That means the track must be, must be, must be good, but really we, ca we cannot uh, forget the importance of the motorbike industry in integration in India. Maybe there are more than 200 million bikes, and it's, 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 it's very important. Then we see how is the, the intention when we talk the first time to go in India. All the manufacturers we have, they, they give to us the interest to, to do that. Really was challenging because in this circuit it was not racing since 2013. And uh, our, our team all together, I am extremely happy that the, the board made, but all, all the paddock to try to accommodate the, the race is, is difficult. And I'm completely sure after the period of this year, next year will be much, much better. And it was a cool event, though. It was, yeah. It's always fun to see a new race, but especially when everything is new at once. Well, uh, as I repeat, the, 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 the 
Hiram Priest has been difficulty for many things, but in the end, we are extremely happy with the, with the Indian event. And did you enjoy watching it? Because you watch all of them, don't you? You yes. sit down and you always watch the races. You still love them. <laughs> it was good races now. The battle for the podium was good. So that's the other thing we were saying I wanted to talk to you about, because I don't think people know you and your history so much. They maybe think you appeared in the 90s and thought, oh, yeah, I'll do that without any background in the sport. But you loved motorsport probably the earliest it's possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. You then were saying. When, you... when I was fifth, uh, I was living in Barcelona, and my father bring to me a, a, a Formula One race in, in it's called Peña Rin, in, in, in the diagonal of Barcelona. That means now, now when we think the Formula One was passing in this, <laughs> it's this crazy street, to it's, think, it's, eh? it's crazy <laughs> thing, but was like that. It was full of people. Then I was five years old. I went with my father, and I was completely amazing about the the noise, the smell, uh, the, the cars. Uh, this this time the cars has always the, with the national colors. Then everything was was astonished for me, and also. We have the opportunity to go to the to the dealer of Mercedes, who were the, the cars there, and they see all the uh, silver arrows there. Then I was completely <laughs> astonished about that. Then Just uh, immediately fell in love. Yes, no? immediately <laughs> start to be. <laughs> uh, I, I, for my father, please, please give me. And then the following race was a, a 24 hours of Montjuic of, of uh, bikes. Then this was during the day and during the night, and also was amazing. Then from from the beginning, I tried to 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 be involved in that and has been all, all my life uh, looking for, for races. First, as everybody trying to be a pilot, uh, but I, I, I start with bikes and I think bikes is very difficult. <laughs> cars are more easy. And I was not very good in, in, in bikes, a little bit much better in cars, but this was my, has been my, my duty from, from the beginning. When I was uh, in the middle of the career, I was an engineer, with a group of uh, friends, we, we built Calafat circuit. Then I went to the Jarama circuit. Then I built the Catalunya. I was part of the consortium who built the Catalunya circuit. Then in 1991, I joined Dorna, and since that time, I'm, I'm, I'm here. Yes. And then you've yeah, been part of it forever since then. But also, I want to know about the story of buying your first bike because this is a great adventure that you previewed for me a little bit earlier. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, well, so exactly. something, <laughs> something, something special. That with, I was looking to, because I, I was going to, to before I, I, my, I have my first driving lenses at 18, with the earliest possibility. Uh, uh, the day after my birthday, I, I have the examination <laughs> and I have the <laughs> That's license. That's quick, then, eh? Then, <laughs> uh, uh, then, until that moment, I was going to the university cycling, who was very... Uh, today, everybody is using cycling, but in yeah. this time, I was completely alone. No, <laughs> nobody was using cycling, uh, bicycles in Barcelona. Then, when I realized the possibility to buy a, a, a bike, at this moment, with uh, some lessons I was giving to young people, I have some salary, and I went to the dealer of, of Montesa, and I say, a fantastic bike, uh, 250 Impala, fan, fan, uh, was a little bit prepared to, to climb, climb hills, uh, races, and this was very fantastic. And I saw the price, the price was interested, then I pay an entry, and I was, uh, my compromise to pay 1,000 pesetas every month for two months, for two years. 
but the problem was because was I was less than 21 and then I have not the right to sign uh, this kind of uh, credits. Then <laughs> I was trying, then said, okay, you need the permission for your, your parents. Then, okay, I tried to obtain that when I went to, to my father. Said, uh, surely because my father was, uh, is enough. Uh, then, uh, <laughs> he bring to me the first race. I, I don't know if he knows exactly what's happened later. He bring me. Maybe the, thinking, the, the, what have I started? <laughs> then I said, uh, I, I need to buy that. Said, no, 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 no way. I am not authorizing you. You are, it's very dangerous. I said, <laughs> okay. then, but I, I already paid the entry. And if I don't continue paying the, the, the monthly uh, money, they will take me and said, okay, I, I tried to show him, but it was impossible. Then finally, I said, the only way is to show him in, in person where is the bike. And then we, I put the bike in the elevator uh, of, the, of <laughs> the apartment we, we were, and then I, I went with the bike there. And finally, we, when my father says that, I say, okay, I don't sign, but your mother will sign. And then finally, we... <laughs> oh, you we, missed that bit out, Elliot. <laughs> we, 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 we have the bike, and with this bike, I start to compete in some races in... in I was going to say, and where did you, what did you compete in? What kind of races were you doing? The first race I compete was in a, in a climb hill in, in Barcelona called La Rabasada which in the almost in middle Barcelona. I was going to say, yeah. That yes, and then this was the first time. After that, I, w I was trying to compete in many other things, many uh, circuit, street circuits or something like that, but was really was very difficult. It was, it's, it's not any school, it's not any <laughs> lesson I try to be uh, good, but when I realized the second step, I, I can have a, a car, then I, I start to participate in a cup, everybody with the same car, and then it was Renault R-R-R-A-T-S, and then in this, in this competition I start to be a little bit more successful. So, but, so what kind of results were you getting on the, when did you decide, okay, maybe bikes, as much as you love them, maybe you weren't going to get the results that you wanted. I, I was never was in any, in bike I never was in any podium. <laughs> that means I think the best result maybe was fourth or fifth in a, in a junior race. Then was, bikes is difficult, bikes is very difficult. What yeah. our riders do, the people need to understand that this is a very, very difficult duty. Uh, every sport in the top level is difficult. But the things they our guys guys do in in, in here, in Moto Three, Moto Two, Moto GP, Moto E, everything it's this is uh, is very difficult. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I I still don't have a license. I learned to ride a one two five, and even that for me felt like two hundred miles an hour. Yeah. I was like, this is incredible. So you know, so then you did car races. When did you decide that you wanted it to be your career? Was it? in competition or did you, when did you decide, okay, this is going to be my job and my life, but maybe on more the organizational side? In the, in the beginning, I was competing, and because I was competing with a, a car called F Formula 1430, it's, uh, then we have some races outside, outside Spain, in, in Albi and in Nogaro, in France, and also some races in Spain. And then we have the idea, the only circuit, the only permanent circuit at this moment in, in Spain was El Jarama circuit, who was a... That's crazy a, now, a, isn't a, it? A, 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 a top circuit in the world, that means uh, they were organizing Formula One and, and uh, World Championship of Motorcycling. Uh, then, and with a group of, but this was in Madrid, and I was living in Barcelona. 
then it was 600 kilometers far away, we cannot test, whatever, and then we have a crazy idea between some, some friends to try to build a, a racetrack in, in Catalonia, in Barcelona, 150 kilometers to the south of Barcelona. And this was Calafat. It was, uh, I, we obtained from my family, the, the people who is uh, uh, Julian, was married with my sister. And he told me, if I give you the, the land, was a land in between of motorway and the motorway and the normal road. <laughs> it's a piece of land, of the, maybe 25 hectares or something like that. If you reach the money, I will allow you to make the circuit. And then we, I start to work in that convincing the people to give to me <laughs> the money to build and finally we do it and we we make the opening ceremony in 74 and then immediately after i i stopped to study and i dedicate <laughs> my life i'm i'm professional of motorsports in 72. It's, it's an impressive thing though as well just like you said in spain at the time only jarama and then to think well we will build our own yeah. is quite a big a yes, big task yes, <laughs> for, for me together with with the things we do in dorna uh, build calafat was one of the most difficult things <laughs> i do now. in my life also because i was 20 26 and then uh, you, you know this time visiting people say okay can you give me this money and then we'll build a racetrack <laughs> it's trying to convince me that it's quite a different era now isn't yeah, it <laughs> yeah, yeah but this is convinced also yeah I, I guess so you see so you've been training a long time yeah. <laughs> for yeah. the role now so after Calafat then next steps was Harama right yes. you went and you worked with Harama circuit what were you doing there as part of the Harama organization what was completely different world then uh, the, the people of Harama the, the president of Harama was Fernando Falco approached me and said, it is true that you are uh, running the Calafat and you don't lose money? I said, <laughs> yes, because we have not money to lose. Then we cannot lose money because we have not money to lose. Then I went to Harama in March, uh, March uh, 78. In, in, in the beginning, just to help them in the organization. But two months later, they said, OK, um, let's come integrating the in the team and I was nominated when I was uh, 32 uh, director of the Harama circuit and this was completely another world all the economical penalties we have in in, in, in Calafat was the opposite we were part of the Royal Automobile Club of Spain uh, this this year we organized Formula One MotoGP uh, everything then with was another world and during this uh, I was 10 years in in the Harama circuit and the Royal Automobile of Spain, and we organize everything. We were organizing rally, the Spanish rally. We organized the... Uh, everything means everything, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, we have a team of uh, rally who participate in the Spanish championship and in the world championship with Carlos Sainz, the, the, ah, yeah, the, the, the managing director of Carlos Sainz's father, who brings him to the, to the world championship was me. Then uh, it was my friend also <laughs> before, and then, in the end of 78, finally, in Catalonia, decided to build the racetrack uh, in 88. And then... I was going to say, how did this happen now? Because you've had success then with Calafat, which is, yeah, for people who don't know, further south of Barcelona. Yeah. But the circuit of Barcelona-Catalonia is right next to the city. Yes. How did that project get born and what well, was your was, part in it? Well, in Barcelona, is, uh, there are an incredible uh, interest for motorsport. 
from the beginning, but for many different reasons was impossible to, to build a, a, a racetrack. Then finally, with a, uh, an agreement be, a little bit before the Olympic Games, every, everything was boiling in, in, in Barcelona. Then is when the Royal Automobile Club of Catalonia, the, where the president was Sebastian Sabado, uh, joined me and we talked and then he said, okay, I have the experience to run Calafat and then Jarama. And then I, I joined the, the, uh, a body called Consortio for the construction of the Catalonia circuit. And then we, we was another world to build a racetrack with the system racetrack, but we are racing in MotoGP and also Formula One. It was something amazing, and I was there from September 88 until March uh, 91. And this was the, when Dorna obtained the rights. I was not in Dorna, but Dorna <laughs> obtained the right from the television right from the FIM. And then I joined Orna and since... Uh, I was going to say, that has to be the next question then. Yeah. From Calafat, Jarama, and then Circuit de Barcelona, Catalonia. Now you're at Dorna. Obviously, you've become the CEO of the company. But how did you join? And what convinced you after the project of making another new circuit to change slightly and go into the company and actually running a sport rather than a track? Well, uh, uh, in, in fact, what I was doing since Calafat is organize, organize races. That means is, it is uh, <laughs> the duty of organize is organize the World Championship, who never I thought was possible in, in, in my dreams. You know, then the things is was uh, when 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 the Dorna the, the company at this moment was called Dorna Promotion del Deporte, and they are doing many 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 other things they they were the rights of television rights of the spanish soccer league they have the marketing rights for the most important football uh, teams in in spain also basketball they have many things in nba also and when they realized there was a, a tender to obtain the 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 rights of uh, MotoGP, the world championship then they attend we didn't know and then one day appeared in was in the in the congress of FIM in Hungary in 1990. There was news in the newspaper. I, I, I knew for, from the newspapers. A company called Dorna Promotion del Deporte has sustained the rights of voters. Then I was involved at this moment uh, in the construction of the of the Catalonia circuit. And did and you did you think then? this is a great opportunity for the track I'm building, or were you thinking about becoming part of... No, no, I was thinking, I said, okay, if these people have the rights of television rights from, from the races, and we are thinking to organize the World Championship of MotoGP or uh, FIM Road Racing World Championship Grand Prix, As it who was, was the yeah. name <laughs> at this time, uh, I say, okay, it's better to, to be in contact with them. Then I was in contact with them, and then I realized they didn't know nothing about motorsport. <laughs> and then the, the, when, when Dorna arrived to the, in the beginning to this championship, was a big opposition from, from the everybody, from the paddock, from the sponsors, from the manufacturers, from everybody. And the, the only people who know something about that is me. Then I joined Dorna because really they proposed to me to, to join, to try to help them to set up a little bit the things and we do different things uh, was a, a historic press conference in in Jerez who was a disaster oh, <laughs> so, no. all the paddock 
almost insulting us, <laughs> but the land was an opportunity. We need to see if there's video of that, if that's yes, 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 that yes, historic. Yes. <laughs> and was, and, and I'm a close friend of all of them today, but at this moment we, we, we were the enemies. Then was an opportunity during, during uh, end of, uh, uh, end of the summer of, no, beginning of the summer of 91, it was when the Yugoslavian war started and the Grand Prix of Yugoslavia in Rijeka was cancelled. And then I, I asked to the FIM to give us the right to organize a race in substitution of the Yugoslavian Grand Prix, trying to convince to the paddock that we are able to organize a... And the race was very good. The race was very good. We, Many of the people who are in, in Dorna right now, some uh, Villa, Manel Arroyo, Jordi Pons, they were with me trying to organize with all the experience we have before. And as I may say, the race was very good. And then they changed a little bit the, the situation. Then finally, during 91, uh, this moment we have an agreement with the FIM and Mr. Eccleston has an agreement with IRTA. And then during the summer of 91, we, we joined both agreements and we start to organize the championship precisely in Japan, in Suzuka, in 1992. Oh, that's perfect then. I didn't realize it was exactly in Japan. No. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, I mean, the rest is history. It must be pretty incredible for you looking back on all of that now to sit here in Japan yeah. and see what we, what we have now when we just came here from India. What's your kind of general feeling? Do you feel proud of what you've achieved? What do you think else is there to achieve? What's your goal now with the sport? Well, in, in Japan, 1992, the Dorna people, we were six. Six? Six, six people. Now we are 400. Even my pass is 116, <laughs> I think, the number, yeah. and I'm... <laughs> then, then really, the, the life has changed a lot. You know, we, from the beginning, we were saying, okay, Let's do this season. Let's do this season. Let's try to do next race. Because it was, was difficult. We are entering in a, in a world where really we know about races, but we didn't know about the general things or whatever. But we were so ambitious trying to say, okay, let's do it well, very well. Let's work hard and let's do it as much good as we can. We, of course, we made many mistakes, but step by step we, we were trying to go and since after two years running the championship, we, we start to be popular, <laughs> that means in the paddock. Not, not so many insults. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, it's worked out quite well, hasn't yeah. it, in general? Yeah. But I think I won't take any more of your time because we're almost at half an hour now. Yeah. I'm sure if we can invite you back in the future, we'll get more of the Dorna inside story for people who I think are interested because I don't think they know you so well and a lot of people behind the scenes. So thank you so much for joining us and for your time and enjoy what is apparently a pivotal event, the anniversary Japanese Grand Prix of racing together. And thank you. We'll Thanks to you. Soon. Thank you. Thanks. It was a pleasure.